Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of mothers and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenthood. Here we go. Welcome back. Bienvenidos. To Somos Padres. Yes. <laughs> Here we are. Here yeah. we are. Our last episode of this first season back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're our closing out our first season back. Closing the season and beginning a new year. Yeah. We're recording this on January 1st for release on January 2nd. Oh, yeah? Yes, it's okay. coming out tomorrow. I thought okay. we were going to release it today. But really? No, yeah. tomorrow. Not tomorrow? Yeah, okay. let's do it tomorrow. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. And, um, and yeah, let's let's get this party started, Paolo. What are we drinking? The drink of the day. Yeah. Well, since it's January 1st, mm-hmm. our drink of the day is non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a health um, Actually, because um, we were, since we're actually recording like, well, yeah, it's already past noon. Um... We were, uh, but we're basically having breakfast. We were basically having breakfast at two p.m. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, oh, you know what? The drink of the day. You were the one who suggested, isn't it? I did because I was, I was like, making already. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> now I can honestly say that we have this habit. We we have built this habit mm-hmm. because we've been doing it for years already. Of actually um, always drinking a smoothie, a healthy smoothie. For, for like lunch. 90% of the time. Yeah, 90% of the time. Sometimes on, the, on some holidays and weekends, we just don't do it. But Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying that over 95% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so we make this healthy smoothie that has... Probably uh, makes it, actually. I, I make it, yeah. So <laughs> imagine, we've been doing it for years. Uh, so this smoothie has a spinach. Um, it has uh, pumpkin seeds, uh, hemp seeds. Chia seeds, cacao, cashews, and frozen strawberries, frozen blueberries, and frozen uh, what's it called? The purple, but it's a dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes uh, you get apple in it. Yeah, right we're adding an apple to it as well. And sometimes instead of spinach, we do the the one that has the mix. Salad mix. That's, yeah, they call it mix, no. Garden mix. Oh, garden mix. Which has spinach and other other types of... So, it's actually... Re- oh, yeah. And uh, oat milk. Oat milk. Yeah. Oat milk because now um, our bodies don't really digest regular milk anymore. No. Nope. Uh, so, and it's actually really delicious. It is, Oh, actually. it has banana as well. Oh, bananas. Yeah, it, it has banana because that's the, the, that's the fruit that makes it actually sweet. I think you're going to have to make a list for people just in case they want to try some Oh, yeah, you know what? I'll put because, it in the show notes. Yeah, because that's I'll put it in the, It's super, <laughs> super delicious, honestly. It's really good. It doesn't look completely like, oh, wow, the look. The look is just like, you know, like a chocolate. Yeah, it's a like green. Although at first I thought it was yeah. purple, but now it looks no, green. No, yeah, it's, it's like a dark green baby because of the spinach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, dark green kind of like... Um, like color of the cacao like brownish grayish mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't like the, the grape but for me it's not about the look it's just about 
that it is tastes. healthy and yeah. it tastes really good. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we put it in these, um, you know, stainless containers. Yeah. Stainless steel containers. So, yeah, it doesn't, we don't really see it. So that is our drink of the day. Thank That's you, the drink Pablo. Of the day. Thank you very much. And for... thanks to this drink, I actually feel really energized. So yeah, really <laughs> we are locked in, <laughs> no, ready yeah. to go. No, and that's what, that's that way we've been consuming it for years. It makes and us feel really good. today we're here to talk to you about our lessons from the farm. But before we jump into the lessons of the farm, we got to do our high low. We have to do the high low. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's your? Where do you want to go first? High uh, low. I'll do. You know, I do a high. Okay. Since last time we recorded, which was like a, a week ago, like a week ago, uh, my high is that I actually didn't overdrink during uh, Christmas or New Year's, mm-hmm. and I feel I, so actually. I feel so like good about myself. Yeah, I I drank just enough to make me feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My high is that. I actually took down all of the Christmas decorations yesterday. Yeah, they're all packaged. Yeah, I was like, we're going to enter the new year, set for the new year. Yeah, no, yeah, all the, the boxes need to be, the Just containers. Just put away, yeah. It's to be put away and label. Mm-hmm. Label so that next year we know. Well, no, yeah, at the end of this year we know what's in there yeah but no that was that was pretty great to just turn the page on that and get ready for 2024 it's it was like a nice way of closing out the year for me yeah and then what about your low my low i think i don't know if i said this in the past episodes but my low is that my sleeping schedule is all over the place Mm -hmm. i'm not getting up early like i used to like when i go to work you're not even getting up close to early. Not even close to early. <laughs> and for me, that is not good and good, uh, good because I feel that I'm not, you know, living my life entirely. And you know, this is where it gets really funny is I, I went back to work this week. Yes, so I've been getting back to my normal routine. And uh, my comadre asked me, she's like, oh, how do you feel being back to work? And, you know, typically, you know, you're like, oh, my God, I, I, I needed a longer vacation or I didn't want to come back or whatever. But actually, I was ready to go back to work yeah. because I the entire week that we were off, I was like you. I was like getting up late. And then I was all feeling tired because Mm -hmm. I didn't get up early. I was totally out of rhythm. I felt completely unproductive. All the things I wanted to do, I didn't do. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to go back to work because I get back on my routine Mm -hmm. and I'm actually able to do more of the things I want to do. I feel better. Mm-hmm. When I'm I'm going to bed at the right time and I'm waking up at the right time and just doing all the things. I'm just yeah. way more productive and it ju- I just feel better. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 do, I do remember how it feels. It feels mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, to wake up early. There's no work. Ease into your day. Yeah. You, you know, go, go to the coffee machine. Prepare yourself your coffee for the day. Mm-hmm. You start the morning just contemplating life, you know. <laughs> That every simple. Well, see, that's the ideal. Yeah, because every. That's what you dream is gonna happen, but because I've done it in the past, Mm -hmm. but now that my sleeping is all over the place, Mm -hmm. I I'm I'm not doing it, so I'm missing out on that 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 Mm -hmm. experience. So I need to be really intentional and you know like fix my. Well, you got one week (laughs) to try and figure. Yeah, I have a week. (sighs) Um, for me, my low was actually that I messed up my lower back, and. 
it all started with our work in La Fonda, right? In mm-hmm. uh, helping with the family business with Masa. We have to carry, we don't have to, but I mean, it's part of what I'm doing when I'm helping people with 40, 50 pounds of Masa. I'm like handing them their boxes or bags and it's work that I'm not used to. Any, you know, on the day to day, right? I'm not used to picking up heavy things. And so I think that that began to mess up my back. And then I didn't allow my back to heal sufficiently from that. And I went straight to Zumba on Tuesday and Thursday last week. But you love to dance, baby. I do. And I was like, I want to go. And so I went. And during the Thursday class, when during the Thursday class, we had to do squats. And as soon as I started squatting, like halfway through the squats, I was like, I can't squat anymore. I started to feel really bad pain. And then I just stopped squatting. I kept on dancing, but didn't do the squats anymore. And, but it, it was just too much. My back was, it was just messed up. And And since then, and since then I have, uh, a lot of pain. I can't lift things and I'm, you know, just working on, trying not to do much and let it heal and not go to Zumba and not carry things. But I mean, even yesterday that I was just putting like even the tree down, all I did was grab the tree from the top. And as soon as I just lifted up that right, I just put some pressure on my right hand to pull something up, mm-hmm. not even like heavy, but that was enough for my lower back to be in pain. Yeah. So I don't know. And this is the thing you already been to the chiro- chiropractor. I haven't been to the chiropractor for this, but I did go. Did I, I went to get cupping. Oh no! But you uh, we, Spanish. Yeah. What is it called? I don't know. Oh, the ventosas. Oh, ventosas. Las ventosas. Yeah, I went to go get those. <laughs> yeah, but you got the massage. But I thought you went to the chiro. No, for this too. I didn't go to the chiro for this. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone. Maybe I'll go next week if it continues. But no, I just did the ventosas, the the cupping. Um, and it helped a little bit, but no, this yeah. is going slow. Yeah. No, yeah. And uh, so that's my love for the well, week. Well, sorry to hear that, babe. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But okay. <sighs> Hopefully by the, you know, it it won't last too long. I'm like, I. Yeah, you should be I'm fine soon. Like, I'm pretty sure. But, um, but let's jump in. Let's jump in to um, this episode because you and I have been talking about this for a while. Yeah. Um, hey, we want to do this episode uh, because living here on our little farm, in our farmhouse, we've had so many experiences because we're working with our land now. We have our farm yeah. animals, our chickens and our cats. And it's it's interesting i think for people like us that we allow our life to speak to us in a way and teach we're always looking for these like deeper lessons and even though life and even though even though we only have like obviously our pets the the cats and the chickens Mm -hmm. only with those two types of our pets Mm -hmm. we call it pets even our chickens uh it is it's been like they've taught us so much yeah and mm-hmm. then just gardening and in obviously gardening and, yeah. and taking care of yeah. of the land yeah. has just led to lessons that we, you know, in the doing them and that experiencing can, that we can apply know, into our own yes. personal lives. So let's jump into them. We've kind of categorized these lessons, and we want we want to share them with all of you, and hopefully they they Re- speak to you yeah, they in some way. They resonate. Yeah. I mean, grab whatever. 
yeah. you know, resonates and let, you know, leave <laughs> the rest. But the first one that we want to talk about for me, it's like the same lesson, but we learn it in different ways. Yeah. For me, it's through weeding. Yeah. And for you, it's through taking care of the um, olive trees. Oh, the olive trees. Um, but this is the thing. Uh, some people will say, but why do you weed out, you know, like by hand or... or why, yeah, why do you use your hands for you, weeding? Or, or using the hoe, you know? Why do mm-hmm. you... Yeah. But the thing is like... Is weeding controversial? What are you talking about? No, because <laughs> a lot of people go like, just put chemicals. Oh, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we because don't even the neighbors just put chemicals. Why do, why do you have to do it, you know, by hand with a hoe or by hand or... Yeah. Yeah. Just drop a hoe once you But we're like, you know what? Because it's like... We see ourselves in the future, and we have experience already, mm-hmm. that we like to be barefoot, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the grass, connecting to the ground. And you don't want to think that there's a whole bunch of chemicals in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because the skin is obviously the, our biggest organism, and it absorbs so many things. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no. Yeah. And even in that process, which is really hard, what have you learned? Um, well, for me, it's really interesting because uh, we've done the vipassana meditation there's this like idea that you are taught in meditation where um they talk about oh my gosh i should have had this term looked up do you remember about when you have a like an a deep kind of issue oh my god and actually it's not an issue it's a pattern right so when you have this pattern in you it's called the concept is called sankara yeah sankara sankara and so part of the meditation process is to um remove these sankaras and some of them are more deeply rooted than others oh yeah and so when i started weeding um one of the things that i realized was and you i remember you telling me like you you have to take out the root yeah and if you don't take out the root of the sankara, I'm sorry, <laughs> the root of the weed, yeah. um, if you don't take it out, then it's going to come back. Yeah. And what you don't, what I realized in doing the weeding is that sometimes the roots are super, super long. Oh, yeah. And and I think this comes up for you with the olive trees as well, right? And, oh, yeah. And, it, and ultimately what it what I realized was that there has to be this constant kind of practice of weeding the garden to take out these roots and the weeds so that they don't uh, take over your garden. And that's kind of like life. Mm -hmm. You have to constantly be checking and working on those patterns that you're trying you know, to move in a different direction, right? Or your healing practices that you're trying, you know, to integrate into your life. Like you have to constantly be doing that so that you don't revert to those patterns. And, and yeah, this, this process of weeding, I'm just like, wow, it's just, I love weeding. Mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I, I need to do it more often, but I really do just love it because it just, keeps me grounded and reminded of how important our spiritual practices are our healing practices like and and how like it really should be a daily thing and the Mm -hmm. more that you integrate it into your daily life and routine 
the better tended to your your internal life is. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, yeah, like uh, for me with the olives, it's yeah, just like we got like kind of similar fourteen olives, uh, you know, and we didn't have that the whole trees, the, the the trees that we have or the olive trees that we have is only what, one, two, four trees. Mm-hmm. We only have uh, four trees, but we have like thirteen others that we only had the trunks. They were actually chopped off. And in the trunks, there's always this new growth that springs out of it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and we're like, oh, my God. And I actually, even with a, another person, it helped me, like, to get uh, to get them out. And uh, in a way we find out to get rid of those, uh, the, the olive trunks, um, was to actually burn them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some of them. The uh, uh, the person actually was able to completely remove it with an axe mm-hmm. and a chainsaw, <laughs> but it was super super difficult. And we uh, then we discovered like you know what let's just um, uh, like make a hole and 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 put it on fire, and they actually burned down, and uh, the completely we thought it was completely, yeah. <laughs> but now a year later. There is all these new growth, this new uh, uh, branches. Branches. They, they look like little, no, they're olive trees. Yeah, they're coming out of the ground. Yeah, and even far away from the trunks. Mm-hmm. That means that there is even these roots, olive the uh, remnant olive tree roots that stay there underground. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden the conditions become perfect for them to grow again. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and I saw them coming out. I'm like, eventually I'll go and, and, and get back to them. But no, they and they grew really tall. And that's when I told Paulito, you know what, Paolo, our son, come and help me. We need to get rid of those again. And now it's just like another process. And it's, it's really hard work. Yeah. And, but I mean, I remember you were saying like how the olive trees, the roots go so deep. Yeah. That they, people typically will like they'll take the trees down. Yeah, yeah and the machines will come. You know the mm-hmm. big machines. They, come, they chop them off. The whole thing, they they shred it into you. You know how they call the compost. Mm-hmm. They compost the whole thing. But then eventually the, the machines they need to go through the ground mm-hmm. because even uh, uh, under the ground there's still this this the roots. Yeah, and if you don't get to them, they will come out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just, again, I feel like, look at, this is just like nature teaching you something about life, right? And just how we have to have this kind of constant, persistent, and I think intentional, right? Yeah, we have to be super intentional to work on on ourselves. Yeah. It has to be, the the, uh, the often that we do it, the better. Because it has to be, like you said, like the in best case scenario every day, mm-hmm. yeah. But sometimes you know life life is is, is hard, yeah. But as often as we possibly can, it's always the best. You know, it's the ideal. Yeah, yeah. Because we all have these just deep rooted patterns. Yeah, and what do we mean by deep rooted patterns? Some patterns in your life that don't don't give us the best of life. You know. Yeah, that you go. You know what? I really want to work on that. Like on we call them. Most of us we call them bad habits. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's not but they're really just you know they're just patterns like they're yelling patterns, like yelling mm-hmm. cursing mm-hmm. you know like becoming right away aggressive right right yeah or just you know i don't know it could even be the way that we spend money the way that yes. we tune oh out the way 
Because at the end of the day, every, any, anything can become an addiction. Yeah. Yeah, anything. anything. Anything can become an addiction. A spending addiction, you know, a, a addiction to obviously substances. Oh, so many things. Right. Yeah. And so when, when you know, these come into our awareness and we're like, oh, I really want to work on that, you know, um, or even how we like relate to each other. Oh, yeah. You know, we realize, man, I have this pattern of whenever we argue, I go to this place, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So... It, it like you said, it can really be anything, but there we have these deep rooted patterns and we just have to be, you know, just like weeding and just like tending to these olive trees. Right. Yeah. We have to be just persistent and consistent and committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in whatever it is, however it is that we're going to arrancar. You yeah. know, those raices as much as we can. So that we can actually feel more rested. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by rest, I mean, I, I, I mean like more at peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you don't have to feel like there's something, there's something missing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's switch over to our next topic we wanted to talk about. Let's talk about the garden. <sighs> what did you learn from our garden experience, gardening, first gardening attempt? Last, last year, year was our first gardening attempt. Uh, for me, I will say I learned so much. Mm-hmm. Besides the gardening, I also learned so much about life. So what was like your top lesson? For My top lesson was like, it was about the quality of the soil. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know what? We're going to do gardening. We already knew like two years ago that we wanted to start gardening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is it? One of the things that is important in gardening is use the quality of the soil. Yeah. We were composting. Remember, <laughs> we started composting. Yeah. So whenever we start gardening, the compost was going to be ready. So composting by yourselves, obviously all the scraps of uh, fruits and vegetables, we were composting them. Anything that is compostable, we we're composting. Most of it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that's just, it's just, oh my God, it, it taught me so much about life in the sense that if you're going to put, you know, like new life, which are the seeds, the soil, the condition of the soil matters. And how they're connected to my personal evolution is like, what is my quality? What is my social life? Mm-hmm. With the connections with I have with other people, the environment where I found myself in, is it an environment that is going to help me grow? Or is it an environment that is just toxic? Mm-hmm. And it's like not- grow supersonic <laughs> because we got some like really humongous oh vegetables my God, no, no. out of these nutrients. You can actually see some of the pictures. Uh, yeah. And you follow us. Uh, so for me, it was just how do we put, you know, learn about making really good soil. Mm-hmm. And now for me, it's like, mm, let me reflect on my, you know, social life, my friends, family. And do I find myself in a, in a place where I'm going to flourish. Nourished. Mm-hmm. And it, thank you. And I'm and feel nourished because we need, we get the nourishment from as well from other people. Mm-hmm. We uh, we can, I, yeah, as you said, you said, and you told me several times, we cannot do it by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We need to feel nourished, you know, because at the end of the day, as human beings, we need to feel seen. We need to be uh, heard. And we just need to be loved, you know? And those three conditions are actually in, uh, that's, and then for, it's like the soil, you know, the nutrients. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the proper nutrients of the plants, base of the plants that you're going to sow here? Mm-hmm. 
is, is the so, does the soil meets mm-hmm. the environment like the environment. what is the yes. environment and the, in nutrient the, no, rich nutrient rich and all that and it's just about, and then you start thinking about the proper amount of sunlight mm-hmm. it's just like oh my god what is the proper amount also for me about work you know mm-hmm. and life and how much is the, of my life they're spending, you know, for thinking about work and how much of my life they're spending, you know, with friends and family. Mm-hmm. That is quality, quality yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I, I think for me, this time around, it made me really slow down and notice the seasons in a way that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. And I think with gardening, that's what happens because there's a, a, a moment in the season in which you plant things and then a moment in the season and, you know, and then you have to be like nurturing, giving it, you know, the proper water and the, like you said, the sun and the right soil, like, you know, taking care of the environment. And then in another season is where everything is ready to be harvested. Entonces, it, it just even now, now our garden is quiet. We cleaned it out, yeah, we cleaned it out. in the winter mm-hmm. and it's kind of quiet. Uh, but we have to start already planning yeah, for the but next. Even then, in that silence, mm-hmm. there's beauty in it. Oh yeah. I found myself, you know, like um, daydreaming in the middle of the or of garden beds, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are completely how they call Barren. it, Barrent? Yeah, Barren. Barren. <laughs> I completely just there, nothing in there. It's just yeah. It's just it's just a, it's just that type of beauty in the silence. Yeah, and so, yeah, just really becoming, like, hyper-aware of the seasons. I think a lot of times in life we want to do things because we have this goal and we're like, and you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm a, I have this goal and I'm going to do it and I'm going to start at this time. And you know what, sometimes it's not the right season yeah. for it, it, starting things, yeah, for I, planting yeah. seeds. I, yeah. Sometimes it's the season for just being quiet and yeah. going inward and letting yeah. things just die Yeah, and, you know, decay, you know, yes. and honoring that as well. And then there's the, you know, there's the moment to harvest. And so th- these are very much aligned, obviously, with our four seasons of winter, spring, fall, you know, everything. But I think that we don't realize, like in life, it doesn't matter. You could plant the seeds, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they are going to harvest because sometimes going to you're germinate. going to germinate. Thank you. <laughs> because yeah. you're going, you know, counter what what is really the flow of life in the season of life. Like they just say, you plant tomatoes right now. It's the yeah, winter. they're not going to work out. Then it's not going to, even if you have the right type of soil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not going to give you fruit. Yeah. Yeah. They will grow, but they're not going to give you fruit. And I think it's, you know what, another like kind of a metaphor, I think, in the garden is just how like there's all these different types of vegetables. Mm -hmm. And each vegetable needs its own like psych, like water yes. amount of water amount of sunlight we remember about uh, how we deal with that oh my god some plants yeah. are receiving too much water how do we deal with that yeah so some of them weren't growing the way they needed to yeah. because they were getting too much water because they were with another plant that was getting that needed all that water oh, so yeah. but it just reminded me or i think it's a great metaphor for kids yeah because exactly thank you um mm-hmm. all of our children are so different everyone is so different it's so different 
and everyone needs a different amount of water and sunlight and you know our personalities they're just so different so different yes and they need those different conditions yeah because you, you may have a, yeah, you, you may have a child that is like a tomato plant but another one <laughs> you, you may have another child that is like a chili plant yeah completely different you, they yeah. need different things they need different things yeah yeah, and and, some and, of them need to grow in and, the dark, and, and some in the dark. And know, once, above, yeah, we de- um, we develop that awareness. Mm-hmm. Now you can give each one what, what they needs, need. What they yeah. need. Yeah, I think it's just a reminder. Like it's, just, it's yeah. not about giving your kids or treating them the same. Treating them the it's same. It's not about treating them the same because the same doesn't mean that it's going to be equitable. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's about giving them what they each it, need. What they each need. Some of them are gonna need more hugs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them is going to be more attention. Some of them are going to be easier yeah. to raise. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense, because, you know, I, I think every some kids just want more autonomy than others. And and some I, you know, kids, so yeah, exactly. It was just a great reminder. Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. even, you know, for each other. For but, me, I was just like, you know, uh, uh, completely in awe with, uh, even though I've, uh, I've grown chili plants in the past, mm-hmm. they need to be in the cost in the cost of a. Uh, uh, in the case of like um, water starvation, mm-hmm. when they, that's when they become the most beautiful plants, and, the, and you and you get the most beautiful chiles. Right. Not too much water, not too, uh, not too little water. Right. It's, but we're like, no in abundance. The brink, it has in the to brink, be abundance you know, of water. You know, it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> but no, so some, it's, for some people, it is hard, but the experience itself is just oh, teaches you a lot. It teaches you so much. Okay, yeah. we're gonna go on to our last topic that we wanted to talk about which is we saved this one for last because it's also the hardest one to talk about and we're going to try to get through this one without crying because every time we talk about this oh we yeah start crying. but um look at i'm already gonna start crying um we're gonna talk about what we've learned from our animals um we have raised now two flocks of chickens two flocks of chickens yeah the first flock of chickens we lost to a fox. A fox that came in the night. It came in the middle of the night. Actually, tear uh, the wire from the chicken supposedly. Coop. Your chicken coop was supposedly to be wildlife proof. Mm-hmm. That's why I bought it. You know, mm-hmm. wildlife proof. But the fox was able to actually uh, make a small tear mm-hmm. in, in, in the in the wire, and it was able to get in. Yeah, and it killed all our chickens. And it killed all of their chickens. And we knew it, it was a, a fox based on the on the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just fitted up with the crime scene perfectly for a fox. And yeah. then we got another flock. And we, now got, we got another one. Yeah. We got a second flock. And this second flock, all 10 made it to be big chickens. Big <laughs> Adult ones. chickens, I we guess. We got a, a, a plenty of eggs. And we were doing so great. Mm-hmm. And then summer came and we lost half of our chickens to the heat yeah. because we didn't we didn't know we did about not, how to care for them during the summer. During extreme heat. Extreme heat. And and besides we were not here. And we weren't here. We were yeah, we doing were, our family, family summer vacation. trip. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't here to be monitoring them twenty four seven. You know, yeah, we have we someone to take care of them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but, but we had told them, oh, you just yeah. need to come in the day, in the yeah. morning, and in the evening. Check the water yeah. and the food, and that's it. Because yeah. we didn't know the yeah. extreme heat, and so, mm-hmm. anyways, we lost half of our chickens, and then, um, so then we had five, and about I don't know, like two months ago, maybe three, really three months yeah. ago. Okay, um, 
about three months ago, we would let our chickens out to graze during the daytime because we now have our fence. In the past, we didn't have a front fence. Mm -hmm. So we felt... Or side fences. Or side fences. Yeah. Yeah. But now we have the back fence and the front fence. So we felt more secure with our chickens. So we would just let them graze. I would let them out around noon and then we'd put them back at, you know, in the evening at sunset. Anyways, so during the middle of the day, around three o'clock, I go to pick up the kids and when i came back on this particular day the neighbor's dogs had gotten into our property and by the time we got back they had killed three of our chickens Mm -hmm. and one chicken was lost and the other one i managed to get there in time to save her from dying like she had been bitten bitten a few times a few times sorry i want to say like three or four times And, um, but we managed to save her and we managed to nurse her. I completely thought that she was going to Yeah, we didn't think she was going to make it, but we were able to nurse her back to health. Yeah, for two weeks we had had her in in one of the rooms in our home. Mm -hmm. She (laughs) didn't, it took her a long time to stand up and walk again. Uh And then she shed all of her feathers completely. Completely, yeah. And now she's, she looks like herself again. Yeah. Finally. Um, so now we have two chickens. But that moment of finding those dogs and I mean, I'm still pretty traumatized. Traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, because no, for me I was I did the cleanup, you know, I found that. Oh yeah. Know. And we always send you to do the cleanup. Yeah, I found found yeah, some of the chickens were just completely just eaten. One of them was half eaten. Yeah. So I had to make myself think that it was you know, poultry from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't feel that bad. And, and we feel bad because uh, for those of you that are listening, we actually, you know, we raised those chickens since they were only... A f- Little like, chicks, baby chicks. Like three, three days old. Three days old. Yeah. Three days old. Mm-hmm. So you build these connections with them. That's you why pet we call, them. That's why we call them pets. Them. Because they, they actually grow with you and they they like you and they follow you and they they mm-hmm. love to hang out with you yeah they would just jump on us they jump on you and hey how you doing you know mm-hmm. like hey so like life is yeah oh my god beautiful yeah. and all of a sudden you used to have like you know like to have them gone you're gone mm-hmm. just because of some you know chihuahuas that are hungry it's just like, yeah it was hard it was hard yeah and um and then we lost our beloved cat. And then we lost, oh, yeah. I have never cried so much about a pet than mm-hmm. that cat. Oh, my God. We lost Cosmo. Yeah. One of our ragdolls cats. Yeah. And the thing with him was that he was, uh, from the beginning, he just loved to be outside. I mean, I feel like most of the people that I know that have cats, they don't let their cats out. And from the beginning, we've always felt really bad having the cats inside because they want to go outside because this is the thing imagine you spend like during the weekend you spend most of your time outside because it's beautiful yeah we just couldn't i at least for me i just mm-hmm. couldn't dare myself see enjoy myself outside yeah and look through the glass through yeah. the door glass and seeing your animal that wants to be with you mm-hmm. and you said to the animal no yeah because this is not good for you. Yeah. And you know? so we would let them out. We, yes, because it, obviously in the, in the nature, uh, cats in yeah. the nature come and they want to be outside. They, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So, and, and the, you know, something I noticed with the chickens too is if there was ever a day 
where you were like, no, or we were, we were, um, away from the house or something and we wouldn't let the chickens out. Oh my God. Me daba tanto pesar. I just yeah. felt so horrible because at the same time, it felt like, like I would think, what if you had to stay like locked in your house, like an entire day, like in a small house? Cause yeah. the chicken coop wasn't that big. Yeah. Um, it was big, but, but metaphorically big. speaking, yeah. Yeah. metaphorically speaking, I think that sometimes we are in boxes. We are ourselves putting ourselves in sometimes these mental boxes. Yeah. And I always think, man, every day of your life, you've got to let yourself come out of that box. Yeah. To And that's why I love Zumba so much, <laughs> because for one hour that I do Zumba, I allow myself to be as wild and free and move however my body wants to move. And, and I allow that for myself. And maybe I, I can't be that way necessarily when I'm at work on my Zoom calls, right? Or whatever. I can't always be that way. But there has to be this, this moment in time where you get to be wild and free. And so I yes. think that's why in so many ways we are, you know, we allowed our animals to roam. Be, um, at least, uh, yeah, for you, yeah, you, you, you explain it so beautiful, beautifully. Uh, it's just, yeah, you feel, for me, I feel this joy of being outside and how good it feels, peace and joy. I want my pets to feel the same. Yeah, to have a great life. To have a great life. And so it was hard, you know, with Cosmo that, one morning he didn't come back we would like let yeah. him out early in the morning yeah we would let them out early in the morning and he kept wanting to go out earlier and earlier and earlier uh, yeah and one but he would always be back in the morning we would call yeah. his name and he'd be back in the morning no we didn't even have to call that name yeah. most of the not time not always but most of the most time most of the time by seven yeah he'd be back he'll be back yeah and that morning he didn't come mm -hmm. back and he was gone all day and i don't want to belabor this because it's so hard but the next day We did have air tags on them and his beeped and we went to that area and Vicky's actually the one who found him. Yeah. After and after a day and a half. After a day and a half she found him and it was the hardest moment, you know, to go through for her and for us. And then we called Paolo again to come and get him and we buried him in mm -hmm. our backyard. And you know, I'm thankful that we were able to find him. Yes. Because I feel like we would have always been looking for him. And, and yeah, and we have talked about this. I think the the pain of the air tag, mm -hmm. it was, it, it, it needed to happen. Yeah. Even though it didn't happen for a day and a half. Mm -hmm. Because the air tag was, the battery was the dying. The battery was really low. It was really But super I feel low. like Cosmo was like, I, I know you guys need to find me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he that, made it happen. So to, to have some type of a sort of closure, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I mean the thing that gives me peace is that he lived a life of joy yes because obviously Freedom. same with the cats you yeah. know we had them since they were like a few weeks old mm -hmm. yeah because the, obviously the the people that the, the, the what breed mm -hmm. the breeder the breeder obviously he won't sell your cat until a certain weeks of age mm -hmm. why because they need to be eating from a mom and, and so on and so on 
So the same, the same with the cats. We just like we cannot have you locked up. Yeah. No. And when we enjoy outside, no, you cannot. <laughs> you just miserable inside. Mm-hmm. No. It's just we knew of the dangers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and but at the end of the day, it's just like you have to just let life be as normal as it possibly can. Yeah. It's just a reminder, like you can't control everything. Yeah. And for our chickens, the first flock, obviously, we thought that they were safe inside the chicken coop. Mm-hmm. You know? The second flock, we didn't remember. We have no idea about the dangers of the heat waves, you know? Mm-hmm. And in and, and half of that flock, we thought that we were secure already by our fences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, sometimes you feel that you're safe. But in life, everything is just unpredictable. Yeah. And and, and as you said, we cannot force ourselves to be living inside a box in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. Because then, are you living life or you are letting your fear guide your life? Mm -hmm. It's so complex. Yeah, I mean, I I always thought, you know, we have to find this balance of like safety and freedom for the for the the animals, and I think that in many ways we always say that we need to find the balance, but but I'm like, man, I don't know if it's balance. I don't know. I feel like forget the word balance because at every point we're trying to be. I think now we're trying to do the best we can because there's balance in 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 the mixture. Yes, Mm -hmm. but there has to be other elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're we're trying to create the safest environment that we can, but within that understanding that we can't control everything. Yeah. And that life is still gonna happen. Yeah. And you know, just trust. I think is what yeah. you said. Yeah, you said that we just have to trust. We have to uh, add trust to the to the to uh, as another element. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously health wise, you want to you balance what you eat and things like that. But then you have to, uh, uh, talking about life, mm-hmm. you have to just trust. Trust that freedom is more important mm-hmm. than fear. And trusting, I guess, trusting that. Trusting that at the end of the day, everything, that's the beauty of life to be as free as possible. Mm hmm. For you and your pets. And now for us, it's going to be how we're going to use, come to the conclusion that we have to use trust when our children leave the house. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think also just trusting like that life will go on. Life will go on, yeah. That you'll have a semblance of normalcy, a new normal that Mm -hmm. comes. Eventually a new normal will send in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that this is just, this is the cycle of life. This yeah. is just the cycle, a cycle of life yeah. and, you know, trusting that you're going to be okay mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, like, yeah. this is just, this is the way of it as, yeah. as some people would say, yeah. I you, forget, is that Star Wars? The way uh, of it? Yeah, I don't the know. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Trust. <laughs> you, know, you have to trust. You need to have faith. You have to use be as present as you can to live your life. Enjoy everything. Enjoy, because at the end of the day, life is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. I remember telling Paolo right before I left the chickens that day, they were just enjoying themselves in the dirt. And I looked at them and I was like, wow, they're just living their best life. Yes. You told me about that. And I couldn't believe I came back to find find half of them like murdered (laughs) in a way, right? Just slaughtered by the dogs. But did they live a great, beautiful life? The ones that we lost? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for Cosmo, Mm -hmm. I always thought about the dangers of being, um, because he was an adventurous cat. Mm -hmm. I always thought that eventually um, he was going to get in trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. But I never thought he was going to be decent. Yeah. Never thought that it was going to be so soon. He was like, it's hard. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, I was like, he was being, you know, himself. Himself. He was an explorer, mm-hmm. adventure. That's what he was. He was the cat. He took off far. He would t- he pretty he far climb the him. trees all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. He is the first cat that could kill one or a bird, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, that's that's it, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Those are our lessons. I, I hate to, like, end on kind of a downer. Um, to close out the season in terms of what we're talking about with, you know, this last it's, lessons with mm. the farms. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, with the animals. They were the hardest lessons to learn. Oh, yeah. And be- they have been because they're about loss. And I think everyone can agree that in our life, it's probably the hardest yes. thing to accept yeah. is the loss of our loved ones, of our, loved ones, yeah. of our fur babies, Um that is kind of the hardest um, thing to process. So, I mean... And it takes time. And it takes time. So hopefully, I don't know. I, I hope that these lessons from the, har- from the farm are, are helpful to you, that they plant seeds of growth and un- deeper understanding yes. for you. And can in some way help you on your own yeah. journey. And and honestly, I hope that they inspire you, to be quite honest, to stay awake to your own life. Yes. And to the own lessons that are popping up right in front of you in your own life. I'm into that. Thank you guys so much. We will catch you for the next season. We will be yeah. off the airwaves for a while. We'll be back in the summer to kick off again a new season of Somos Padres. But thank you guys so much to all of you who've listened as we rejoined the podcast world. And and we'll we'll see you soon. Yeah. Hasta la, yeah? Uh, yeah, hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima y que viva la evolución. Que viva la evolución. Chao. Bye. Hi. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. It's super important to help spread the message. You can also follow our parents on Instagram at im.isania, at Paolo Manchaca, and at somos.padres. Gracias. Gracias.